What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance, and not only the National Wrestling Alliance. Tonight, we're talking about UWN, primetime live, baby. And my God, what a show have we got tonight. Like This was incredible. You do a show like this every single week, you're going to make some money, son. This is wrestling. Uh, but, but before I get all into that, I'm, all, I'm joined, as always, by my, my friends and cohorts. Hey, it's Will and Dr. Stinson. Hello, fellas. What's up, guys? Good evening. Am I overselling it? Am I too excited? Uh, no. No, you could probably amp it up a couple of notches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. Nick Aldis is unhappy. His book just lunged at me. But, man, I, I, I don't even know where to start with this thing. Like, this, this uh, show is just insane, like, how good it was this week, I thought. And uh, I, I just, I, I mean, I guess we'll just run it down from the top. And probably what we'll do, guys, everybody in the chat, we want to thank you for joining us. If you're new here, make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. Uh, it makes us feel good that you're here, and especially if you're new here, because you saw uh, the first uh, celebrity appearance of Dr. Rob Stinson on UWN Primetime Live. He made his debut. Uh, luckily, not against like Chris Dickinson or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Although that'd be fun to see. I'd like that. I'd pop for that. <laughs> I, I would pop for that if that happened. So maybe we can make it happen at some point. But uh, anyway, so uh, but but just right off the top, uh, shout out to Dave Marquez, Todd Kennelly uh, for giving us that uh, – that shout out on the show that was incredible. Uh, seeing seeing Joe Galli get to interview Doctor Stinson that was one thing, and then they just amped it up a bit further just by even acknowledging us as an entity uh, on that show. That I don't know about you guys, but I got I got the old goosebumps when that happened. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little a little surreal. I wasn't expecting that. Thanks, Todd, for putting us over like that. That was that was pretty cool. Oh, and polka dot Pam on there too, man. I mean, the whole not just us, but. The NWA fam was extensively represented tonight, and uh, not only our talent, but a polka dot Pam, one of our favorite charter members, and then getting to talk to Joe. I didn't expect uh, any of that when we talked at, in, in Mission Pro. I, we were just having a conversation, and I didn't expect that shout out or anything, so I'm deeply appreciative of that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about all of the people involved, and yeah, we definitely, uh, polka dot Pam deserves that shout out as well. Uh, so anyway, sorry, I'm just playing around with the uh, view here. Hope you don't mind. But uh, the uh, so so I guess right off the bat, let's just jump into it. Let's talk about primetime live, folks. What we'll do in the chat, uh, just for the to make the podcast portion sound smoother and everything, and just uh, to make sure we're doing this in a timely fashion, we're going to run through a recap of the show with the three of us talking about our thoughts. We can maybe catch some of you guys' thoughts in the middle of it, but keep that conversation going because definitely at the end, too, we're going we're gonna to involve everybody. We want to highlight and feature some of your comments and uh, get into the deeper discussions about this thing. But, uh, hey, Gary, before, uh, just to start us off, but can I, can I dedicate, just take the liberty of dedicating this to Front Row? It's his birthday today, and uh, oh my God. this episode, oh. that other charter member of the uh, Hashtag NWA fam, and just want to dedicate this episode to him, man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, how how could we forget WWE? Well, not even WWE front row. Just front row is uh, is the man, and we are forever grateful to to that that young that young gentleman. And uh, thank you so much, and happy birthday, my friend. Everybody in the chat should definitely wish Front Row a happy birthday. 
All right. Uh, so we'll start this thing off just by talking about uh, just the opening of this thing was amazing to me because it started off with those little video promos of everybody, like just talking to the screen. It reminded me of the uh, for me, it was like uh, almost like the old school, like right before a Royal Rumble or something like where they would just do like their uh, the WWE, those little uh, video vignettes or whatever. And I, I, I was already amped up just from that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, am, I, am I the only one there or was that just like a special treat? No, I. I, I loved it, man. I was I was the same way, and I was sitting there the whole time, and I was kind of wondering if they had done that last week, and I just missed it because you know I, I did have some technical issues at the beginning last week getting it pulled up. Um, but that was super cool. I mean, it definitely got me pumped up. Kind of introduced and and set the stage for the night. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought their the intro and the theme song, you know, it was retro. It was very eighties. Uh, just had me pumped up, man. I was like, okay, this is here. Here comes a pro wrestling show. Oh, man, you're 100% agree. I mean, this was like, you know, coming on the heels of last week's, uh, you know, the, we, we had the technical issues. There's nothing wrong with what the talent did and all that, but they really brought it today. And I love that opening package with the promos. Uh, I particularly liked uh, Thunder Rosa and Priscilla Kelly's. And, of course, we're going to say more about them as the show goes on. But uh, I just have to say that Thunder Rosa coming out with that beautiful Burke belt, anytime we get to see that is is always an emotional experience. It's such a beautiful title. And to talk about uh, Priscilla crying this whole time while Thunder Rosa has been working and working and then Priscilla to follow it up. I'm going to tell you, man, we, we've known about Priscilla Kelly for a long, long time. She has more than delivered this whole lead up to this event. I mean, in just a week and a half time in, in promoting this, she has more than delivered. I mean, I'm completely impressed from the opening dialogue in the in the promos to the very end. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about Priscilla Kelly. I did not know what to expect. And Thunder Rosa, who's just been on a streak of uh, just battles uh, day after day, it seems like we're seeing something out of Thunder Rosa. But uh, I'm sporting my Thunder Rosa shirt right now just in celebration. But uh, before we get there, we'll start with the uh, beginning here. Uh, Todd Kinley and uh, Alyssa Marino. On the call, no Joe Galley this week on commentary, uh, but we did get to see him a little bit later. Uh, just uh, up, up top, I would like to say the Todd and Alyssa are, are already in the zone. I think I, I feel like those those two uh, just they they they're making a heck of a team. And and Alyssa Marina, I don't know what you know, like she she had that that bit of time with WWE, and uh, they're they they messed up, man. Because she's a get for UWN, like they're they're killing it with her right now. And sometimes you can't tell. I mean, like like what's going to happen? We knew that she was talented, and we knew that uh, Kennelly was talented. But sometimes you don't know how the dynamics going to work. And like you said, they've kind of hit a zone where they they're just working well together. They're playing off each other really well. This is going to be this is already shaping up to be one of the premier announced teams. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we put a we put them over a lot last week. I think. You know, even minus Joe Galley this week, it was even better. Um, they were just, I mean, they were so much a, an integral part of the storytelling for me, which I think is key when it comes to commentators. They're not just supposed to be telling you what you're watching. They're supposed to be telling you why you're watching it and, and the stories that lead up to it. And there was a lot of, and we'll get into it when we go down the card, but there was a lot of people that I was watching for the first time that by the end of the match, I felt like I knew them because of the commentary because that's how in-depth and how rich it was. And so, yeah, I can't put them over enough. 
Yeah, hundred um, percent. So the uh, first matchup of the night uh, was uh, Danny Limelight versus Kevin Martinson. Um, I, you know, I, I saw like I was I was pretty active in our Discord, chatting with some of the folks in there. A lot of people loving this move. Uh, this match is fast paced action. Um, I, I a lot of people are huge fans of Danny Limelight and what he brought. I was actually really impressed with Kevin Martinson myself. Uh, I loved his music and his entrance and like just his, I don't know the way he carried himself and maybe it was the beard and maybe I'm just biased towards bearded men, but uh, <laughs> just uh, I did love how fast paced this, this match was and just the, uh, d- these guys were doing some damage to each other. I mean, there was a frog splash tip out onto the ramp uh, and then that brain buster on the ramp, my God. And uh Danny Limelight's a badass, but uh, I'm, I'm really digging the Martinson presentation. He ended up picking up the win here. But what would you guys think of uh, of this matchup? I agree, man. I thought hard hitting. It really set the stage for for the whole show tonight. Just being, um, you know, ruthless. I, I mean, is the best word I can think to describe it. I mean, every match followed suit after this opening bout, and uh, so I think that the these two guys came out and they set the stage really well. Uh, these were two guys that I didn't have a ton of uh experience with uh jay cow has a really great interview over on the alliance blog um with danny limelight so go check that out so if you want to learn a little more about him but uh, outside of that i didn't really have much context for his in-ring work um so i was thoroughly impressed with that um i was just impressed with their their uh, ability to work together i mean that match was was go 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 and it hooked me from the from the beginning like i said it really set the stage for the whole night i thought yeah um i mean i thought it was very very physical lots of uh, lots of action on the concrete i mean there's a, at one point you notice on a uh, uh, kevin martinson you notice the the abrasions on his ribs and his back i mean it was very very physical um i mean what a way to start off the show yeah, hundred percent. And uh, anyway, like I said, Kevin Martinson picking up the win here. I, I want to see more out of both these guys. So a great debut on this show for them, uh, especially for those of us who weren't uh, super familiar with them uh, before now. Uh, next up, we got a welcome surprise. I mean, I know I was super happy to see it. Uh, Aaron Stevens. Uh, I mean, they're they're interviewing Aaron Stevens. David Marquez standing in the back with him in a hell of a nice gi. Just looking sharp as ever. And uh, they announced that uh, Aaron Stevens is going to be defending that national championship next week against Trevor Murdoch. So we we literally were just talking about this feud, I think, this past Sunday night. And uh, it's awesome to see that this feud's picking right back up where we left off. They're going at it uh, next week on UWN Primetime Live. Steven says he's gotten slammed harder by Trevor Murdoch than he's ever been slammed before. He's been hit harder than he's ever been hit before. And he's still standing because he's this good and he's not even trying. Ah, he says something like that. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Great recap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and uh, Rob, Rob, I know Stevens is your boy. So, so how'd it feel? Were, were you, were you shocked and, and awed by seeing your, your man on TV here? Man, I was, I was pumped, man. I'm so impressed and flattered that he's grown his hair out to look like mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he got that. He got that. Doctor Stinson COVID hair going on right now with that beautiful gi and uh, and flashing that uh, that national uh, third degree championship. And if anybody had any questions, if we'd seen the end of Mongrovia, those questions were answered tonight. So pumped to see 
a rekindling of what was one of the most anticipated uh, um, matches that we were looking forward to with with Crockett Cup. And and uh, now we get to see this, and I know this is going to be one of the storied feuds uh, that will carry on uh, the NWA here as we go into the future months. And gosh, man, I mean, uh, Trevor Murdoch and Aaron Stevens, guys, you know. Who would have thought? Who who would have thunk it? <laughs> who would have been talking about that for the past two months? Right, exactly. exactly. No, I mean, I, yeah, I I uh, I was elated to see Aaron Stevens on the screen. Uh, he looked fabulous in his uh, Cobra Kai colored gi, uh, and just uh, the the promo was fire. Everything about it got me pumped up. As soon as they said started talking about Trevor Murdoch, I was like, here we go. Is what we've been talking about. Um, so, you know, they, they keep pulling us in every week. I, I love, I love what they're doing, you know, building to the next week throughout with the promos. I think that's brilliant. Um, and so far they've all just been incredible. And this one was, uh, was, was no different. So it's great to see Aaron Stevens. We did wonder if we were going to see him. And so now that's been answered. Not only are we going to see him, we're going to have another NWA title match three weeks in a row. Um, so I am stoked. I'm here for that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it, it's just, uh, it goes to show like just, uh, how, uh, important I think the NWA talent is to UWN primetime live. I would say, um, I, I, I'm happy to see all these new people that I never expected to see or, or may not have even known about otherwise. Um, and that, that's awesome. But, but there's still something to be said for just how, how giddy like a school schoolgirl I get over over seeing like a feud pick up from NWA Power uh, that uh, who who knew what we were going to see. Uh, we can talk about that more a little bit later about how this could potentially be a bridge into that. Um, but that that conversation did happen in our Discord a little bit, and so it'd be worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, excited to see this feud pick back up, and already I'm sold for next week. I mean, I already bought it, so whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this just so because I know it's going to come up. So I, I will acknowledge that one of the first things that did come to mind here. So we're not just being oblivious to the whole fact is seeing Aaron Stevens. Now, now we've seen Nick Aldis with the world's heavyweight championship. We've seen Thunder Rosa with the women's championship. We see Aaron Stevens with the national title. It does make you feel a little bit weird for this next matchup that you're still not seeing Eli Drake walk around with the tag team championship. So I don't know that that means anything. It's probably non-news, but I, I just wanted to say, like, I, I mean, it's I, I don't know if it stood out to you guys again this week, but it is something I'm sure other people noticed. It, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it was kind of a glaring um, thing for me, uh, especially since they were very adamant, you know, announcing that the match was sanctioned by the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. They actually said that before. Uh, the Eli Drake and Watts match. So with that being the case, it did, it felt a little more weird that he didn't have the belt. Um, but you know, I can only, uh, imagine and, and hope that they're going to address that soon and, and that there's going to be some, some kind of answers about what's going on with that. But yeah, it, it did strike me as a little odd. Yeah. Um, hey, clickbait Gary at it again, man. <laughs> no, come on, man. You know, I love it. And you know, James Storm is no longer in the contract, bro. 
There we Did go. Did Ravens say that? Right here. Right. You heard it. They wouldn't have mentioned us if we didn't have the scoops, baby. It's obvious to me that they're that they're laying out. You know, I mean, this is this is a UWN NWA co-promoted uh, deal, and so it's obvious to me that they're laying out. Or it seems obvious to me. Again, I'm not in the know or anything. I'm just a mark like you guys are. But it seems to me that they're just spell. You know, giving us uh, healthy doses of NWA talent so that we can keep you know, the NWA in mind and all that, and that everybody can get exposure. I mean, we're having Allison K. We haven't seen Allison K in a long time, and she's one that is uh, that we've been dying to see forever, and we finally get to see her next week. And uh, really, I mean, I, I, that's kind of a bigger surprise. Uh, I mean, we heard about Aaron Stevens tonight and all that, but uh, we've been anticipating Allison K as much as we have anything. So I think we're going to see th- some things laid out, and we'll see more about the titles that haven't been showcased yet. But all in good time, uh, young Padawans, all in good time. Well, I just uh, flashed up a uh, quote from the chat. I just couldn't skip it. That Stinson is the breakout star from this show. So, but not Hammerstone. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Hammerstone. He's coming oh, back. <laughs> we'll talk some Hammerstone. We could. We'll just do an extra thirty tonight at the end of this one. If you guys just want to talk about Alexander Hammerstone, um, <laughs> but for now, let's jump into uh, Watts versus Eli Drake. Good to see our boy Drake back. Good to see Watts. Always wanted that interaction anyway. Always thought Watts would be cool on power. And uh, so it was nice to see this matchup. A completely different matchup, by the way, than the one prior to this, where it was fast-paced action. These two took it down a notch, like slowed it down. It was methodically paced and power-oriented. Just these two guys just like hitting hard and just uh, a hoss fight, you know, which is uh, something I think uh, we're all fans of. And uh, I also loved... Uh, the talking back and forth. These guys were loud and engaging like with each other. And uh, man, Drake is no little guy. So, you know, Watts is just a giant. That dude is so big and impressive. Uh, that's that's my big takeaway right from the beginning of this one. Yeah, I uh, again, the word of the night is ruthless. I mean, this was a ruthless contest. I mean, these two guys, uh, they framed it up as their friends, but they're also uh extremely competitive uh they're both they both have big egos uh and so you get two egos like that in one ring and it's going to be uh it's going to be combustible like that and it just you're right Gary it was it was slow it was methodical but it was very well thought out very well executed uh it was a a a great story um and you could just feel you could feel the resentment between them building as the match went um, in their words, but also their actions, their facial expressions, things like that. And uh, it just, it, it was a great story. Um, I, I thought it was a, a killer match. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen Watts several times, but uh, again, he, he really, uh, you know, in my mind uh, was up to notch seeing him interact with Eli Drake, someone I'm a lot more familiar with and put on a, put on a hell of a match. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, my takeaway is, one, I like that they specifically mentioned that this match was sanctioned by the NWA. I love that. Uh, just drawing that back, that this was not uh, sanctioned by UWN, but by NWA. Eric Watts competing in an, in an NWA ring tonight. And uh, you're right, man. This is a big guy. He's nearly seven feet tall. They have a personal friendship dating back to the early days of CWH. Um, I was surprised to find that uh, they had never wrestled before. They alluded to that a couple of times that in their 10 plus years of history, 
Uh, <laughs> man, I'm trying to be serious here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw up on the chat uh, Michael Leonard saying Hammerstone and Horde versus Stevens and Stinson with Willis, the special ref. Uh, I want a clean fight. I want a clean fight. Oh, man, that's Will. Will going to go straight heel ref in that, man. You know that. You know that. Again, very, very physical match. I don't know if you guys noticed at one point that uh, that uh, uh, Watts' leg was all sliced up. Did y'all see that? Yeah, I did. It was a physical, at the word of the night, is ruthless. It was a ruthless contest. Um, and the other thing that struck me is that at, at one point um, – it seemed like uh, Eli Drake was down for the count, unresponsive and all that. And um, uh, Kennelly made the comment that the ref could call for a TKO. Do you remember that? Oh, too? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That struck me as an interesting point. I don't know if that's a unique thing. I've not heard of that very often in, in wrestling, but maybe that's something that they do here. But this is an NWA sanctioned match. So um, that was an interesting point. Uh, very, very solid. Uh, Drake wins with the gravy train. Uh, Watts was attempting to call for the music to apply that finisher, and, and uh, uh, Drake slipped that gravy train in for the win. Uh, the win was never in doubt for me. I knew that Drake was going to pull it off, even against a big, talented guy. But, you know, Watts has got a lot of weight on him right now. He's coming off that loss to Rusis for that Heritage Championship, and his mind is clearly not in the game right now. Yeah, definitely, and, then, and that's an excellent story to be telling. Uh, I, I, I mean, and he, he brought it to Drake, I mean – my God, I mean, just like multiple uh, fall away slams, multiple just uh, he hit that choke force. And like you said, Rob, he he was down for the count, the ref asking him if he wants to continue. And it looked like that was the end of it. But of course, he's playing possum. And uh, and that was uh, it was great. And, and it was just incredible. That finish. I, I feel like it's not even selling it as much as like if you, if you didn't see it, you got to go back and watch it because it was just really incredible how like when Watts picked him up and uh drake just like threw that thing into the gravy train and uh got the one two three over him um watts by no means looked weak here and uh drake just uh squeezing out the victory over him that these guys went after each other um i will say one thing i did notice to this that i noticed watts does a lot and it's always weird to me was there's no fans and there's a lot of playing to the camera and i can't decide how i feel about that like he was i because we we talked about with uh, dickinson last week doing it like yelling to the camera like he's talking to marquez and corgan which makes sense i guess so so maybe that's the same idea for watts here it's just uh it's interesting to me that uh they at the beginning of the match they were talking about like you can hear the people at home they're chanting watts and, and drake's like no they're chanting eli drake and you know right. that, that whole thing but uh <laughs> it, was, it was interesting i guess to still see them playing to the camera even though there was actually no crowd there well, I think probably part of that has to do with the fact that in an empty arena type setting, noise is premium. You don't want quiet. You know, if you if you get a if you get quietness in there, it it breaks momentum. It makes the match seem dead or whatever. So there probably there's probably something of that going on. Uh, I think. I mean, even when we get some further matches in the card, you see a lot of interaction with each other and a lot of vocalization that you might not see in a in a in a situation where there's a big crowd in the building. And we see some of this at power. I mean, even then, it's not as loud. And so uh, you see some shouting out and some and some playing to the camera in the crowd. So it, it didn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I do want to say that we should give a shout out to Fight TV, by the way. I've seen the questions about how the feed was. Mine was absolutely perfect the whole night tonight. So whatever problems they had last week, completely resolved this week. 
Uh, I, I saw a couple of people in the discourse say, maybe like one person saying theirs was cutting out, but nobody else was having that problem. So it may just have been uh, an individual thing. Um, also seeing the question about why Eli wasn't getting counted immediately. Well, I would think that that has to do with this not a false count anywhere match, right? And maybe that leads into what Sensen was saying about uh, if the ref wanted to go for a TKO, maybe that's what's involved or something, I guess. But um, I don't think you'd normally get a 10 count for laying on the mat, right? Well, I, I mean, yes. I mean, there there are – Yes, there are matches where if you're down for 10 counts, I guess uh, that that counts as a TKO. Or if you are uh, if you're put to sleep and your arm is raised three times, that counts as a TKO. I've just never really heard it referred to as a TKO. That doesn't mean it hasn't been. I'm not I haven't heard everything. But um, but it, yeah, they, a 10 count in the ring is, is, I think, fairly standard. We don't see it a lot because. I mean, frankly, uh, other promotions don't play by gentlemen's rules uh, like the NWA and UWN do. So, but if you you go watch classic, uh, you know, Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling or old, uh, you know, Crockett promotion stuff, you're seeing that ten count is a big deal. Uh, two, you know, two wrestlers fighting to beat the ten count by standing up, being the first to stand. That's not uncommon. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, I've been educated. So. Uh, well, I've seen the like two guys down. I was thinking like one person down and one person standing, I think is what I was really thinking of. Um, the next part was really interesting for me because uh, it's uh, it was a situation where uh, Marquez is in the back with Priscilla Kelly. And uh, first of all, he, he all due respect to David. I, I love you. Great in my nerves when he called it the World Ladies Championship. For some reason, that like bugged the hell out of me. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Me too. It's, it is the World Women's Championship. I know it, it didn't even sound like Marquez, uh, but there, there you go. He said that, and uh, I, I, I saw people in the uh, in our Discord chat as well talking about that. They're, they're like, what? "Come on, what? <laughs> the World Ladies Championship." Uh, so it almost took me out of the the, the interview there. But uh, here's the thing. This backstage interview, her Priscilla Kelly in the opening I was with, and this backstage, she lost me for a minute. Just to be honest with you, because not that anything that she was doing was bad. I just, um, she talked a lot about her career or like, you know, that everything had been on hold and I get that. And she had been down in Atlanta and she'd been bawling in Atlanta and, you know, not sure what's going to happen. And you're thinking, at least I was girl, you're about to get in the ring with Thunder Rosa and, you know, things can be sad, but you better be on your game and you better like have your game face on and better be vicious. That I think that's where my head was. And so when she was giving the more sentimental type promo, I was, I was kind of going into this match like or out of this promo kind of thinking like, I don't know what to expect out of this. Is that just me? No, it's not just you. um, But because of the, the match that we just saw, I had I had forgotten about that because Priscilla Kelly came out and showed herself to be a completely different person than what you thought she would be based on that promo. Um, So I I agree with you thinking back on it. It did hit me as, you know, a a little weak for what we were building to. Um, But again, the, the match spoke for itself. So. 
Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I'm going to completely turn that back around when we get to the actual match, because my God. But uh, next up on the actual card was uh, Real Money Bros, Big Money Clutch, and R&B Shug versus Friendship Farm, Gentleman Jervis, and Sweet Robin Shaw. I am uh, nope. Rob's over there shaking his head, so I'm going to have to throw to him, I know. But uh, I'm still processing the Friendship Farm, personally. My thoughts... Real money bros are vicious, look tough. I like them, love that finishing combo they did to get the win. Uh, and I also noted that uh, Shaw probably needs to lose those uh, Aaron Stevens trunks because that ain't right, man. But uh, Rob, I see you shaking your head. Where, where, where are you at on this one? This right here has no place in a show of this caliber. This is what we talk about all the time in prize fighting. I don't need to see somebody up there rocking a, a full-grown man to sleep like a baby. It's an insult. And especially with a team that I actually pretty like. Real Money Brothers, I think, can be a big deal. They look vicious. To see this little nerdy guy about my size pick up this dude and rock him like a baby is an insult to the sport. And I don't know who dreamed it up. I don't like it. I, it, it has no place on the show. And I'm not trying to personally insult anybody. They've got their little thing, and if it works in Shikara or whatnot, that's great. But – in a in a production that's going to be associated with guys like Watts and Eli Drake and the real world's champion Nick Aldis, this has no place. Will, you're usually the uh, more sensible of the three of us. You're the level-headed one. Well, where, where are you well, at on this one? Well, thank you. Uh, I, I'm going to agree with Rob 100%. It just – it's not for me, man. It's not – It's not the. It, when I think of wrestling, I don't think of anything resembling that. Um, so, you know, while I can, uh, appreciate the entertainment value of that, you know, Rob's got a great point. It just, it does not fit on a show of this caliber. And you put that up against the match that we just saw, the main event, the quite possibly the best wrestling match I've seen in months. I, it just, it blows my mind. I mean, at the time I'm watching it and I, I'm kind of, you know, uh, not really getting into it, but just observing it. But then after that last match and just seeing the show as a whole, it's just like, yeah, that, that could have been, that could have been cut out to be honest. This, this one definitely, especially once you get through this whole entire show, it definitely stands out. And it's, uh, I mean, it's just, we got to call it like we see it, right? I mean, it's, it's really the one team because I felt like uh, the real money brothers like could have, found a place against either one of the tag teams last week that we saw, like they would have, they would have probably fit in fine there. They looked like actually like a working tag team that looked tough. So uh, it's a tough call. You know, I'm just, uh, I, I'm personally not a huge fan of going over the top with comedy either. Uh, it, it obviously looks like the guys have skills. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a, a broader audience they reach. Uh, Gentleman Jervis definitely looks uh, – he's got a unique look, and, and well, so does uh, Sweet Robin Shaw. And so uh, – Yeah, anyway. and there's no doubt that there's no doubt that these guys have talent, that they have the ability, and, and that there's a place for it. It's just not – it's not here. This is not the place for it. There are all kinds of avenues out there to express yourself that way, but we're talking about a card – that's going to be headlined by one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. And this has no place on it. This is not, this is an, an aberration and it, and it's uh, on an otherwise very amazing pay-per-view. This was the weak point for me. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that that that's definitely something we can all agree on. It was definitely the uh, weak part of the show. Um, all right. So uh, then next up, uh, Chris Dickinson appeared. He got to do another promo. The Dirty Daddy is back. Uh, and he's saying this is the shit that needs to be cleaned up in UWN and NWA. You guys are out here. I mean, he's he delivers a very impassioned promo. He's not a fan of Jervis Cottonbelly. And based on our Discord, he's not going to make anybody think he's a heel by delivering this promo because uh, he, he's uh, he's hitting the goal of most of those fans I saw. Now we've got people like strong fans of pure pro wrestling in there, so I could see that being the case with them. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. They really leaned into this Chris Dickinson promo. He seems like he wants to clean up the BS. And uh, I believe a star is being born out of the Dirty Daddy, and I think they're counting on it. But what, where are you guys at on him? I think so. I, and I think uh, it, it didn't take anything away from his heelishness that he was kind of saying what a lot of us were thinking. Um, but, you know, it just furthered that narrative that, you know, he doesn't give a crap and he's going to say whatever he wants. And he's got a chip on his shoulder about the UWN and the NWA. He, he feels overqualified to be there. Um, and that kind of shines through in, in, in everything he does. So, um, you know, just continuing to be interested in, in where that's going to go. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe this is why that monstrosity, not even monstrosity, but travesty of a match was on there to, to, to give, Dickinson something to rail against because he said everything that I think we were feeling. Um, and this, this was righteous indignation. I mean, he, he's talking about cleaning up the bull crap and restoring good professional wrestling. And if he's going to do that, I think, by the way, this guy can cut a heck of a promo. Nobody, nobody is Eddie Kingston. Don't get me wrong, but Chris Dickinson is, is right. Is he's on the Eddie Kingston spectrum. If you know what I mean? I mean, this Joker is fire on the mic. Gosh, can you imagine him and uh, I don't, man, I'm not trying to always bring this back around to all of us, but can you imagine him and all this cutting promos on each other? That's all I could think is like, geez, this guy can talk and this guy wants prize fight wrestling. Well, there's one man there that I know can deliver that, and that's the champ. This guy walked out and he was delivering these pro, or he had this look about him that I thought he was going to be. I mean, honestly, I'd never seen him before last week on UWN Primetime Live. And uh, I thought just the way he was presented at first that this guy was like going to be like some kind of New York tough guy, like uh, wants to sound like a badass bro kind of thing or he's like a jersey shore reject or i don't know for some reason that was the impression i had of him but he has been anything but that since he showed up like he definitely has his look but that guy delivered in the ring last week he looked tough fought hard like hit hard and then this week just this promo you're like man i could get uh, this guy you're feeling it like like you said i mean eddie would be a comparison point and and I'm glad to hear you say that, honestly, because I was just like, after that first or this promo tonight, I was just like, God, I like this guy cutting promos. Am I getting ahead of myself here? I don't know. Like, because this guy's killing it. And I'm like, whoever, whoever in the, on the staff, like said, we got to get this guy in here and, uh, and on our show, they, they made a good call. I think this guy's on fire. And I feel sorry for Gentleman Jervis if, if that's his opponent next week. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, next up, we had Slice Boogie versus Alpha Wolf. Carl Fredericks. Uh, th- I mean, I-, I don't know what to tell you about this match, except that I loved every second of it. It was a badass, just balls to the wall, just hard-hitting fight. Uh, it was cool. Uh, also, seeing Carl Fredericks, just that, you know, they established. Uh, this is where Alyssa Marino comes so well into play. Like, she gives this background that I just did not have. So, you know, usually we're the smart, quote unquote, smart fans, and we dig up all this stuff ahead of time. But I had honestly no background on a few people that were on this show, and she is doing such a good job of delivering uh, this part of the show and uh, talking about, uh, and not to take away from Todd, but he has like a whole different role some of the time. But I, he may have been the one that acknowledged that like Carl Fredrickson won the Young Lions Cup. Uh, and uh, they talked about his New Japan representation. And uh, so it was cool to see that crossover. And uh, Fredericks just looked good, man. Some of those movements of his, that those elbows he would drop, that athleticism. Uh, Boogie had some cool spots, too, with a leg drop. Uh, I, talked, I, I noted the great float over suplex that he did. Uh, and uh, just that it built to a nice crescendo. And then... Um, they're just trading blows and uh, Fredericks delivers a huge European uppercut, a Pele kick, can't capitalize. And then he delivers that drop kick in the corner that I thought murdered the man. And, uh, and, and immediately right there, I was thinking this match needs a crowd because they would be on their feet right now. And uh, yeah, anyway, Boogie Slice delivers the 21st Street special, which is a cool move. Gets the two count, still not enough. Tries to go for it again, and the manifest destiny is delivered by Carl Fredericks for the one, two, three. It's kind of an impaler DDT type move, uh, but man, I was I was on board this whole time. That the only thing it was missing to me, like I said, was the crowd. Yeah, I mean, this one was you said it best, balls to the wall. I mean, it was nonstop, uh, just go, 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 and. Man, I was I was hooked in. I was enjoying it. I think the only criticism I would have, and this is not on the guys in the ring, the angle that they showed in real time the finish on, it didn't look as devastating. When they showed it on the replay from another angle, I was like, oh, okay, now I see, you know. But I think it, they had a weird angle when it happened. So as it happened, um, I was kind of like, a little bit disappointed, but then when they showed the replay, I was, I was, I got it. It was just a camera angle issue. Um, but no, these guys are great. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the, the commentary team on this one, they were educators because I was sitting there. I was not only engaged in what I was watching, but I was engaged in what I was hearing because I was getting a lesson in, uh, the new Japan dojo system and what that looks like and who Fredericks is and his history and his coming up in the industry and, um, and that, that was really enlightening and really engaging for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I love, I love again, the, the putting over of the dojo system. I think in, in the NWA, especially you listen to both of our champions, uh, um, uh, you know, Aldous and Thunder Rosa, and they pay such homage to uh, Japanese wrestling in new Japan, uh, in, in particular. And, uh, to see Carl Fredericks here, uh, in, in a match, to, and for one, it was an epic match. I mean, we're talking about a long match. This match went, what, 15, 20 minutes close to, dominated the the near the end of the first. I mean, it, it, it went from about, 
I don't know, 9.45 to about a little bit over 10 o'clock. It was great. It was solid. There were tons of near falls. I love the uh, acknowledgement of Katsuyori Shibata uh, and his work because all of us in, you know, we, we all venerate that name and to put to, to mention that name and the fact that that Fredericks was given permission to use that devastating drop kick. To me, my only drawback is since you said that, that drop kick sh- should have been the end of the sh- end of the game <laughs> should have been the end of the show, you know, uh, but it, it wasn't. And, and who slice boogie, man, this guy, I, I, I didn't know a lot about him before this. I've only seen, you know, I've only seen him a marginal amount of times and, 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 and not always in the best light, but uh, this was, I was very impressed by this match and, and both of these guys are stars on the rise, man. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of potential in both of them. I, I loved watching them go at it and uh, look forward to seeing Carl Fredericks return and, and Slice Boogie for that matter. Um, and yeah, they did. Uh, I was interesting in the chat, uh, you know, like you were just bringing up the Shibata and the NJPW LA Dojo uh, training Fredericks there. Um, there's some uh, there's some good like fundamentals there that just uh you know, you hope to see more of uh, just I, I, that guy had a unique look about him the whole entire time. It was pretty impressive. Um, so uh, the next thing up, I mean, we, we got to we got to dwell on this for just a minute and bask in its glory, I guess, uh, for lack of a better uh, phrase. Uh, Joe Galley uh, out at Buda, Texas at Mission Pro Wrestling, and he interviews Polka Dot Pam and then Rob Stinson in the house just shows his lovely face right there on screen. And uh, would be remiss if I didn't bring up again that they pop right back and say Stinson represents this is the NWA podcast. And there we are right there, fellas, on UWN Primetime Live. They're talking about this damn show like uh, that. That was surreal, dude. I don't I don't know what else to say. Well, I, I, I was super honored to, to be mentioned. But I was more honored I'm, and no shade on you guys, but I was more honored to be featured in the same video clip with my good friend, uh, Pamela Fisher. What a lovely lady. And uh, we just had a great time together. And I'm happy that she got to be a part of this as well. She's a charter member of this of this family, the NWA fam. She's been there from the beginning. Um, and we, we just had a great time. And we we're very proud to be a part of this moment in history. So, and yeah. you know, it was nice that they they mentioned our podcast. I can't, I can't deny that. <laughs> and was that in the shed at Mission Pro where that interview took place? First of all, okay, let's this. Y'all, we got we talking positive things here. You got to bring that up, Gary. Clickbait, Gary. Try clicking up twice. <laughs> what is what is going on with this clickbait thing? Get defended by everything us, I talk Gary. about. <laughs> oh man! Well, here's here's the thing that happened here that I was super excited about because I did not know what to expect. I was watching that part, you know, and I was like, well, they're building this match, but surely not with thirty minutes left. Are they are they going into the main event? Because last week our main event got like twelve minutes, and I think we were very vocal about that. Uh, but wow, it it really was. They they had this show timed out perfectly, and we got thirty minutes of a main event going into Priscilla Kelly versus Thunder Rosa. I love it. Started like right at ten p.m., and I was like, this show's at least going until ten thirty, so this is great. Uh, Priscilla with a nice entrance. Uh, I love that, uh, you know, for me, like I liked hearing Thunder's old music back. Like she's been going around in Buddha at Mission Pro. She had her, the one punk rock style song. She's had her AEW song. But I think this one 
is the one, if I'm not mistaken, I could be talking out of school here, but I think it was Billy Corgan that actually did this music. This is her standard NWA music. Um, so that was interesting too. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, Thunder just, it, it just impresses me to watch Thunder Rosa walk out and she's coming right off another epic battle uh, just the other day. And somehow she still looks intense and strong and badass just walking to the ring. And uh, guys, I don't know what I expected out of this match. I didn't know what to expect. I don't know much about Priscilla Kelly. And like I talked about before, I wasn't sure even based off that promo what to expect. And imagine my surprise when these two ladies just get after it in the ring, technical wrestling back and forth, hold for hold, like these two are going after it and i'm like what is this match this is amazing like i i don't know i i i don't know if it was just my expectations or what it was but something about this just like hooked me immediately i was into this match i was so impressed with priscilla kelly she looked fantastic in this match and uh again props to Alyssa marino during this match because she was giving some great background on priscilla kelly throughout and uh, for all of the stuff, you know, like we constantly talk about Thunder Rosa and just how great she is and how world traveled she is. Pris- uh, Pris- uh, or I'm sorry, Alyssa Marino is in there delivering that same kind of background for you on Priscilla Kelly. Like, hey, she's toured Germany. She's toured Japan. Like, she's been here. She's done this. And uh, she is fully capable and ready to hold that NWA Women's Championship. And man, as the more hard hitting they got, uh, I-, I believed her. And uh, were you? I mean, by the time they got to like Thunder Rosa delivering a Death Valley driver on the stage, I was just like, "My God, like, what is this match?" I'll, I'll stop rambling, though. You guys, how would you feel about Thunder Rosa versus Priscilla Kelly? I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, I when I saw that it was ten o'clock and the match was starting, I, I felt like the, a kid on Christmas when you have that really big gift that you're about to open. You know, the big one. And that's what I felt like. I was like, they're going to get a 30 minute match. And I knew what Thunder was capable of with 30 minutes. Not so sure what Priscilla was capable of, but I feel like right out of the gate, when they went right to grappling, they went right into, uh, you know, some MMA style submission holds, trading back and forth, uh, some thunderous blows. I mean, it was right out of the gate. Uh, just uh, gripping is the best word. Cause it, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I was so hooked and I was uh, chatting in our discord and saying, guys, this should be a pro wrestling tutorial, not a women's wrestling tutorial, pro wrestling tutorial. This is how you do a, a pro wrestling match. Um, Priscilla Kelly. Uh, well, first of all, cause Priscilla Kelly is going to be the, the, the big surprise, no shade on her. Um, but, Think about Thunder Rosa and what she's done. And they mention that, you know, how many times that she's defended that belt in the last six days, three times. I mean, Rob was in Buda, Texas. He's still tired from that trip. She defended and, and, and defended the belt three times and then flew across the country to California to film primetime live tonight to be on, on that. And I mean, she's a beast, man. Nobody can keep up with Thunder Rosa, with her pace, with her ability, um, with her, her badassery. Um, and so Thunder Rosa delivered what, what we 
not what we expect of her because she she blows me away every time I watch her wrestle. It's like a new level every time I see her. It's like more and more. Um, but we've we've come to expect that Priscilla Kelly. Um, I didn't have that much expectation, and she blew it out of the water. I'm going to say two things. Number one, to everyone, if you're watching and you let the technical issues last week keep you from getting the pay-per-view tonight, I feel very sorry for you if you're a true wrestling fan because you missed a hell of a match, hell of a main event. Um, And number two, um, I totally forgot what number two was because that's that's it. That's it. You shouldn't have you shouldn't have slept on this one just because of technical issues. They got it together, um, and tonight was holy crap. I mean, it, it it blew me away. I can't almost can't like form my words. Part of that's because it's past eleven o'clock, and you guys know that if, if it's like one minute past eleven o'clock, I, I start fading. But man, that match that match had me. And you're right, man. I I, I still haven't recovered from Buddha, Texas, because Pam Polka Dot Pam kept feeding me uh, drinks there that night at the show, man, and just uh, you know <laughs> trying to get me out of sorts and all that and make me act a fool and <laughs> everything. But uh, I'm gonna tell you, three three world class matches in what six days? Eva Lee's <laughs> freaking the American Kaiju, and now Priscilla Kelly. What? What a star, man! I mean, I mean, what 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 a worker! And these two women who went in there and and poured their hearts out and let everything on the map. Both neither one of these women should help do anything but hold their head in pride after this match. I mean, it was amazing. The announcing was awesome, it was fantastic, but this match stole the show. Priscilla Kelly, she lost nothing tonight. Her, she has been elevated. This is another one where, gosh, I was just saying a couple of days ago, we need to see. Lindsay Snow and uh, and Thunder Rosa too, which I still believe firmly. We got to see more Priscilla Kelly. We got to see it. it. We have to. It, it's always I, amazing to me, like just a. Oh, sorry. Well, uh, I was just gonna say, like, just one of the things I thought about immediately with Priscilla Kelly was when people talk about people moving in and out of the NWA and that sort of thing, and like, well, now what are they gonna do? Now who are they gonna get and stuff? And then you run across like a match, like like what we've seen here recently on Friday night. A Lindsay Snow is still out there working her ass off. Priscilla Kelly just showed back up on the scene and she's a badass. It's like, there's guys, there's talent. Chris Dickinson, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Like, there are so many good wrestlers out there right now. And, you know, it, it, it people got to go where they can get paid, but I'm not at all worried for the NWA finding talent ever because there just is so much out there. And 100%, Rob, Priscilla Kelly, if, if you've been sleeping on her, it's time to wake up because she's the real deal. She's amazing. I, I remember the second thing I was going to say, and that was exactly it. When this match was announced, uh, and I don't remember exactly who, nor would I name their names or bury them on the show, but there was people that were kind of coming out saying, no, this is not the match for Thunder Rosa. This shouldn't happen. They should have a better challenger for her. And, and they were soured on it before we even got here. Uh, and so to those people, uh, I would say you need to eat your words if you watch that match. If you watch that match and you still felt the same, I don't know if you're a true pro wrestling fan. I know that sounds a little extreme, but uh, I would expect some people to be uh, to be uh, taking some some comments back tonight after watching that match. I would feel like they'd have to, and uh, I guess we should say just for the record, Thunder Rosa delivers 
in the middle of the ring, it, it leads to a Thunder Driver in the one, two, three. Thunder Rosa retains that NWA mm-hmm. Women's Championship. She's still on top of the world, still one of the best wrestlers in the business today, bar none. Uh, the NWA Championships are, I believe, firmly on top of the mountain established as the top titles to hold i feel like they're i i would fight anybody on that um yes. especially after raw the other night uh but the it just i don't know man i i was super excited about this go, yeah, go we're ahead marks here. You, we're just marks here i mean but you don't have to take our word for it take nick aldis who's been the nwa world's champion for over 700 days now who tweets tonight Hats off to at Thunder Rosa and at Priscilla Kelly. They just had an absolute war for the NWA women's, not ladies, women's world championship. <laughs> Priscilla got nothing to be ashamed of. She took LaMera Mare to the limit. And now my question is, it's time to start the TikTok the calendar account for LaMera Mare. How long does she hold that belt? Mm. How many defenses? Jeez. I mean, has, there, well, has, yeah. there, has anyone defended their title? I would, I would be interested to know that. I'm a stats guy. Maybe I'll do some digging and figure this out. Has any champion in in any of the well-known promotions defended their title in the past six months as much as Thunder Rosa? That's a that's a question I have. I don't know that there is. Yeah. Nobody um, certainly nobody has in the last week as much, as many times as she has. We know she's got that locked down, but I, I can't imagine, you know, with with the run she's been on for the past month. If any other champion has defended that much, maybe Cody Rhodes because he was doing it week after week on on television even during the the pandemic. So, but yeah, I mean she's she's a superstar, man. Listen, man, we're, we're talking about Thunder Rosa, La Mera Mera, uh, the ultimate in women's pro wrestling right now. Just doing Mildred Burke proud, just carrying the Burke around and just looking fantastic. She delivered a Thunder Driver tonight in an insane half-hour match with Priscilla Kelly following the Friday night spectacle with the American Kaiju Lindsay Snow. All I want for this lady is a good night's sleep, and all she's going to do is go to bed tonight, wake up tomorrow, hop a plane to Jacksonville, Florida, and be on AEW. So like she's she's not even stopping yet. Maybe, maybe then she'll get to go home and go to bed. But, I mean, she's earned it. This lady has been on a roll these past couple of weeks. Uh, it's worth mentioning in the chat, too, by the way, that uh, I saw Andrew McKinney in here, Will. He said that, uh, oh, yeah, here it is. It was me, Will. LOL. I'm people. I'm glad to admit that she turned me around talking about Priscilla Kelly. Listen, I wasn't going to bury you, brother, but if you want to bury yourself, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh Pam Fisher in the chat saying uh, she'll go home and start sending out all that merch. So that's it. Yeah, then she's just got to head back to the post office. So still no rest for the wicked. Yeah. Uh, we got the announcement for what we can expect to see next week on UWN Primetime Live. We're getting Allison Kay. Welcome back. Oh, my God. It's so good to see her. I'm excited to watch her wrestle. And not only is she wrestling, she's wrestling a hell of a competitor. It's Serena D from AEW, who has officially... I think inside with AEW. So here's another official crossover. AEW competitor Serena Deeb is rolling into UWN Primetime Live to take on former NWA Women's Champion Allison K. Ruby Hayes versus CC Chanel. Uh, not familiar with these ladies. I would uh, be looking forward to that. Uh, Papo Esco versus Ray Rosas, the new Heritage Champion. He's going to be in competition. And of course, 
the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson is going to be in action. I don't know. They didn't say this for sure, but perhaps against Gentleman Jervis. Uh, I hope for for Jervis Cotton Billy that's not the case because he's going to die. And uh, then, of course, we would we have to just say, I mean, Trevor Murdoch versus Aaron Stevens for the NWA National Championship. I mean, that that's going to be a barn burner. I cannot wait for that match. So if you are on the fence about episode three, they've already told you enough. They told you everything you need to know to know that you want to be there for UWN Primetime Live week number three. It's only getting better. The stream is back. And if you skipped out worried about anything, you missed out tonight because tonight was a hell of a show. Um, and uh, I guess that's all I really wanted to say about that much of it. We can jump into the chat unless you guys have something you wanted to add to it. We can see what the fans are saying. I, I would just add, you know, I think maybe we're all thinking this, but this Allison K. Serena Deeb match has got to be putting us on a trajectory to Allison K. Thunder Rosa. We had the beef after Thunder Rosa's all out match on Twitter between, you know, coming from Allison K and Thunder, uh, Serena Deeb recently was defeated by Thunder Rosa, uh, on AEW and now Allison K. So there's some synergy being created here and some storylines, even cross promotional that I, I think we can all appreciate, um, and, and kind of see where this is going. And, and I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, I see, uh, so I'm going to throw it to the chat just a little bit here. Uh, Third right wing saying a few good talents today. Kelly, Money Brothers have the looks of a credible team. 100% agree with that. Uh, Brian Rosa is joining us in the chat saying uh, she actually leaves in a few hours and then also has a match in Tennessee on Saturday. So Sheesh. That's right. I may be at that match. She's taking on a, a second generation star, the daughter of Terry Bam Bam Gordy uh, in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to do the logistics right now to, to get out there to, to, to witness that match. So, uh, uh, um, yeah, I mean, this is, again, the, it's nonstop for her. I, I did want to say something, uh, if you could bring up, uh, there's a, there's a, a Woodland Goblin, our good friend who's always is a loyal follower of her mentioned uh, something about it's, there's no, nothing wrong with calling it ladies championship. And I, I just wanted to comment on that. You're right. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not what we call it. Uh, um, NWA fans are very, particular about how we refer to our belts. Uh, we never call our belt the world title. It's the world's title. It's just one of those curiosities. And you're right, in in, in, in classic days, and many people refer to their championships as ladies' titles or ladies' championships. That's not what ours is called, though. Ours is called the World's Women's Championship, and, and or, or we like to call it the Burke. Uh, so there, I didn't mean anything by that, Woodland Goblin. I just, uh, you know, that's what, you know, we, we NWU fans are particular, and that's what we refer to it as. Uh, Pam Fisher in the chat saying Pinky's up. She's excited about the return of Allison K. Third right wing here says Deeb needs to win. Now that's an interesting concept because if Deeb, Allison K's been talking a lot of trash about Thunder Rosa here lately. So uh, as we know, Thunder Rosa is holding the belt that she won by defeating Allison K. And uh, Allison K's had a lot to say about the success and the hot streak that Thunder Rosa's on. It would be interesting if Serena Deep beats Allison K next Tuesday. Uh, that's got to not feel too good for Allison K. I feel like she would be trying to just dominate Serena Deep to make a statement, even just that, hey, I took this girl to the limit too. I beat her fair and square. Like she's right on your tail. Uh, 
that's at least what I'm thinking. Like that that would be the reason you would you would want that matchup if you're Allison K. Uh let's see here. Uh also getting uh no more friendship farm, please. We've seen that. Mm. <laughs> Steven's new robe. He's totally going 1,000% with the karate. <laughs> Beautiful robe, man. I love that robe. Uh, he he showcased that robe a while back. He, he, he was given that robe as a gift. And uh, I don't know that it was on power, but I, I, I think it was on maybe Twitter or something that he, he, he tweeted a picture of that out. Beautiful robe. And this isn't him going 1,000%. This guy's a third-degree black belt in Mongrovian karate. And uh, karate. And... Um, and uh, so why not showcase it? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Aaron Stevens is wrestling next week, right? Yes, he is wrestling next week. He is facing Trevor Murdoch, putting that national title on the line. Andrew McKinney saying, Will, no burial, brother. I'm grown enough to admit when I'm wrong. Respect. Respect. <laughs> Respect. Front row. TR is continuing to build equity in that title. No one is doing it better right now. Uh, Correct. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, the only person I would even dare to compare to what Thunder Rosa is doing as far as their title being valuable is the real world heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. This, this like, is the, this is the Rosa Crusade, man. The Destruction Tour is her version of the of the of the Aldis Crusade. You know what I mean? It's the same exact thing. It's uh, you, it, in history in the NWA. This is now. Uh, that come to my knowledge, uh, that come to my immediate memory the third time. The, uh, I think of Ric Flair and Bash 86 defending that title so many times in 30 days. This is exactly along the lines of what all this did historically and what Thunder Rosa is doing now. I mean, if they're they're doing the Lord's work and and uh, it's just very impressive. And it, we're watching, we're witnessing history, and it's great to be a, to uh, to be an eyewitness to it. So. Yeah, a hundred percent. Andrew McKinney also asking if I'm mistaken that Deep wrestled at NWA seventy for the championship. Uh, yes, you are. You're wrong again. Um, no, <laughs> uh, no. At NWA seventy, if I'm not mistaken, it was Jazz uh, defending the NWA Women's Championship against uh, Penelope Ford. Actually, uh, was that match? I can look it up here. Just a second. Mm-hmm, right. sure. Okay. Right. Brian Rosa says Allison K bores the Rosa family. <laughs> uh, so it begins. She's, she's like Biff, all bark, no bite. <laughs> and so that's uh, that's strong words. Allison K is no pushover. So uh, you know, but at least uh, you got your wife uh, to back you up there. Um, <laughs> Row just throwing some weird random trivia in there. Aaron Stevens has a new gi that is more competition style gi rather than a training gi that he's been wearing. It's a a. Kiko Gi? I don't know, man. Kiko, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Robert Bennett, Rosa versus Kelly, match of the year. Well, I I, I mean, that's it's it's probably going to be in the discussion, I'm sure. Uh, But on the destruction tour so far, Rob, you even being there in Buda, Texas, where where does where does this one rank for you? Is it too early to tell? What are you thinking? Like, what what's been the hottest Thunder Rosa match so far in the destruction tour? The uh, for me the Lindsay Snow match was really really freaking good man and I, and part of it was I got to see it in person I got to feel the vibrations in my teeth you know I was so close I I felt the sweat coming off of the the women you know so it, it, it had a different resonance with me and I I still think Lindsay Snow is one of those talents that's going to go far and I I would love to see 
her wind up in the NWA for a long, long time. But that does not mean that this was an important match. And sometimes in those match of the year uh, deliberations, it's like you said, it, it remains to be seen. And sometimes, sometimes the implications of the match have to do with, with the determination of it. I mean, if we see another Lindsay Snow or a series of Lindsay Snow Thunder Rosa matches, if we see a, a series of Priscilla Kelly matches and, and Thunder Rosa matches, it's like, it's like asking, you know, what, what's the better feud? Cody and all this, or Tim Storm and all this, or Flair and Steamboat, or Flair and Rhodes, or Flair and Sting. I mean, they're they're along the same lines, I, and I'm not trying to say they're those level of huge yet, but those matches were such, a, they're, they're such high caliber, such spectacular matches, and that just speaks to the to the uh, the heart and the the willingness and the ability of both Lindsay Snow, Priscilla Kelly, and uh, and. Thunder Rosa to leave it all on the mat and give everything that they had. And I don't think that anybody walked away this week thinking any less of any three of those women. They had great matches that, that deserve their place in history. Um, gosh, I don't know, man. I don't know. They're, it's, it's pretty even to me. I want to see them both again. And, and, <laughs> and we haven't even seen Camille and Thunder Rosa yet. You know I mean? That we, uh, that's, so that's, a, that's a pay-per-view main event in the making. That's yeah, what that know? is. I mean, it's the the women. What the NWA is setting the women's division on fire right now. I mean, I'm they, telling you, just the women that we've seen here recently on the Destruction Tour, uh, you could build like the top notch women's division of any uh, of any company out there. So, like, like wh- who would not be intrigued right now to see Lindsay Snow versus Priscilla Kelly? No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you get Priscilla Kelly, you get the American Kaiju, you got Camille, you got Thunder Rosa. Um, who else have we seen? God, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. I mean, God, I have to. Yeah, Alicia, which, you know, is, I think, you know, it's, but, you know, that was what it was. But I'm thinking like Mission Pro talent over there, like get Genocide up in there, get like a Rose. I mean, you, you had uh, so many. I mean, it, it's, yeah, I mean, there's 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 the foundations of a really really solid uh, women's division there. Mission Pros, I guess, technically already on top of it, so they're they're just kind of making their whole company that. So, uh, Keiko, Keiko, by the way, was the pronunciation. Uh, Brian Rose is saying, "End of the year matches, Thunder better have at least one nominated." Totally agree with that. Uh, and uh, Andrew, with the idea that maybe this is the NWA podcast should compile their old best of the year list. I mean, mm. I'm sure we could arrange something sure. like that. For sure. Uh, and uh, Brendan over here pointing out hard times was in 2020. So don't forget that one in your nominations. Yeah. Allison yeah. K versus Thunder Rosa was fire. Yeah. That's, that is definitely one not to sweep under the rug. Vincent here asking, when will we see the TV and tag team champs? Uh, True. That's the question. Yeah, that's that's going to be yeah. the big one. Uh, I don't know. I saw Zicky uh, retweeting the show tonight, asking who was watching. So he's out there probing around. He seems interested. Uh, and the tag titles, well, I don't know. It's uh, interesting to see. Uh, Brian Russell, again, Thunder should get in a war for making her match with Eva Lee look good, even though her opponent was not working. <laughs> yeah. Well, not working in the match. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely the, uh, cons- not a conspiracy. I guess that's not really the right word. Sorry, Rob. I'm just focused on your face. I'll bring out the, uh, other <laughs> pretty know, guys. Like, I, I, don't, 
I'm over here like I'm over you here. You can call me out if I forget to hit the thing. I'm reading the chat. I'm trying to get everybody in and get Will to bed at a at a decent hour. And uh, <laughs> it's too late for that. Listen, don't apologize to Rob. Apologize to the people. Brandon, I know that's what I was gonna say. I, just, I noticed our viewers started dropping like flies, and I was like, "What's happening?" Oh, it's just Rob's face. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Front row says, Brian, I hope the folks behind the scenes appreciate what Thunder is doing for them. I, we, Rob, you, you brought up the tweet that the champs sent out right now. I think that it's it's pretty clear, hopefully, that they know. Yes. Oh, they know. They know. I mean, I mean, even David Greca tweeted out tonight. I don't know if you guys saw that. But let me try to pull it up. I mean, he uh, – um, and, you know, he's a friend of our, sh- our show. And um, let's see if I can pull it up. Um, listen, I see the conversation going on about uh, Priscilla Kelly's uh, outfit, and I do not feel qualified to comment on a, a, her attire. I just this think that she's a full-grown woman. We're not knights in shining armor coming in here to rescue the women and tell them what to wear. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a non-issue. It's 2020, guys. It's it's a non-issue. Don't be – if you're preoccupied with it, that's, that's your problem. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Brian Rosen pointing out next week we get Aaron Stevens. Yes, Brian. Rob has just been, he's been texting like a, a little girl ever since it was announced. He's just been like, tell us, Aaron Stevens, Aaron Stevens. His voice got like 30 octaves higher. And uh, <laughs> I, didn't go, I didn't go quite 30 octaves. There you go, clickbait. That's 30. Healthy, a healthy 20 octaves. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I think, I, I think after. After ne- well, after the match next week, we're all going to be really disappointed if you don't appear on the screen in your karate gi. I think that's a foregone conclusion that that that's that's your that's your get up next week. Hey man, if the people demand it, <laughs> throw hey throw a pole up and <laughs> heck, if the people demand it, I'll come out here in Priscilla Kelly attire, man. <laughs> 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 they will not. They will not demand that. And I'm not going to run. I don't need to run a poll to uh, to get that. <laughs> Here's the Dave Lagreca. Here's the Dave Lagreca tweet. He says, "Congratulations at Thunderosa on the third NWA title defense in six days." And uh, there's a great little gif of uh, of uh, or do you say gif? What's what's the what's the proper terminology? Uh, I, I call. It, I'm te- I'm team gif. Because you're the one that's into the technology, quote unquote. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it, it <laughs> because I have a smartphone. Well, for, my flip phone works for me. Okay, my flip phone is never. Hey. Me. Well, if it's not broke, what are you going to do? Get a new one now? Yep. My uh, only problem is like the slightest, there's just the slightest raindrop on mine sets mine into it sends mine into all kind of haywire and everything, but. It still works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Let's see here. Will we get a surprise appearance from the question mark? Uh, I... (sighs) I hope for Rob's blood pressure that it just (laughs) – if we get Aaron Stevens and the question mark on the show next week, it's just going to be too much for Rob to handle. (laughs) I will lose my freaking mind. (laughs) Uh, Piper in here covering for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, at least we'll have somebody that can – Talk sensibly. Uh, <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, question mark did face Gentleman Jervis one time on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, let's see here. This person's voice also went up 30 octaves when Aaron Stevens showed up. That's Brendan Tungate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Front row says, oh, are we wearing our geese next time? <laughs> Front row, everybody. It's, it's a tea party next week. We're sending the memo out, man. <laughs> I'll I'll wear flannel in support of uh, Trevor Murdoch, and you can wear your your gi. Uh, I may have missed Rob saying it, but uh, somebody saying that they will pass for uh, Rob pass on Rob being in Priscilla Kelly's gear. So yeah, that's a foregone <laughs> conclusion. Rob's <laughs> gifts are all eight bit. <laughs> And they're all and they're actually all hand drawn. He makes little flip books. Yeah. And then he just tries to post them on the internet. Uh, <laughs> fellas, we're gonna start wrapping this thing up. If there's something just incredibly important, you can throw it in the chat right now. And I'm gonna let these guys just uh give their uh twit handles and insta handles and all of that stuff so we can uh, get get Will sleepy time. Uh, because I'm sure his uh wife is there. Yeah, and actually it's all down in the bottom left corner, so you can see it there. Rob got it. Rob made it easy with that. This is Dr. Stinson. Uh, Finally. At, Will, at this is Gary Horde. You should change yours to at this is Hey, it's Will. <laughs> so, that's, a, that's a little bit too much. I feel yeah, you're, like. you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys all for tuning in to the primetime live post show. It's been fun hanging out with you. Lots of cool stuff to talk about. And uh, just excited to see all of you. Thank you so much for being a part of this. If you're new and you haven't, hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. Tweet it out. Share it. Tell your friends and your family. Tell all of your loved ones. Put it in your will that you want them to come see Prime or the Primetime Live Post Show. <laughs> I don't know. Just tell them to subscribe to This Is The NWA Podcast. We really do appreciate you guys. We love you guys. It was cool being on Primetime Live tonight. Mentioned. Uh, but that's all because of what you guys do uh, interacting with us and uh, just being a part of this hashtag NWA fam. So we're forever grateful for that. You're all part of this just as much as we are. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Until next time, enjoy your gravy cake. <laughs>